How's it going, everyone? My name is Will Holdren, host of your Willpower podcast. And today we have a very special guest, Jordan Stupar. Now, Mr. Stupar is the founder of the Sales Domination System, and he is also a Porsche racing enthusiast. So, Mr. Stupar, thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Really great to be here. Of course. So, to start off, I'd like to ask my guests all the same question. So, what motivates you to get out of bed every day to do what you do? Oh, man. Um, A couple of different things. Sometimes it feels like I wake up and get out of bed for just uh, no purpose at all. Like this morning, for some reason, I just woke up, popped up out of bed at like 5 a.m. I got my six and a half hours of sleep, and I guess my body just said, let's go. Another reason would be, um, you know, just to survive, right? When things get backed up or you need to accomplish things or take care of responsibilities, sometimes you got to wheel your way out of bed. Some days, um, it's because I'm really excited about, uh, you know, a lot of cool things that might be happening. Like this morning is is jammed up. You know, I'm here in the office before anybody and uh, just really excited to uh, accomplish the things that I want to accomplish today. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, from the, the the big, big level, um, it's really to 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 accomplish my dreams and, and, and take care of my goals because I know what I know no one else is going to do it for me. And so um, I would say it's an intrinsic motivation to roll up out of bed every day, um, put on some music I like and and just uh, attack the day. And so I'm just motivated to uh, go out and accomplish things because that's where I find my uh, find the happiness in my life is through creativity and being productive. Right. And I think everyone needs that motivation in their lives. Cause I know a lot of people wake up, they don't, they don't have that spark. Like they're going to do something that they don't really want to do, but it's awesome that you're able to get up and find that motivation and do what you want to do. So, um, totally. Yeah. So what prompted you to quit your job and start the sales domination system? Um, good question. Really good question. So I've been in sales for, I don't know, about 18, maybe 19 years. I don't know. I've kind of lost track. It's been a long time. And um, I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, I've always wanted to own a company. I've always wanted to create something that um, brings people value or entertainment or whatever. And so um, I just, throughout my sales career, I sold a lot of different products that I liked, um, but never really just like came around to like, dude, this is the thing that I want to create. And so the reason I, I quit my last sales job, I was making um, really good money. I was making, uh, I was in the top 1% of all income earners and life was basically on uh, on cruise control. And I could do just about um, anything that it is that I actually wanted to do. I was making good money and uh, I just... I had been subjected to so many different of these like sales tools, like CRMs, and really at the end of the day, just hated all of them. Like literally, I've done Salesforce, Zoho, Pipedrive. Um, I've done uh, Close. I've done all these different CRMs, and you know the companies that I work for bought them for me, and so I had to use them. And um, when I really started making money, I realized I, I started having more attention on the time that I was spending doing things, and so. Um, I started realizing that I was spending way too much time not selling. Um, it doesn't matter how good you are at sales. doesn't matter how trained up you are. It doesn't matter um, how skilled up you are. 
if you're not on the phone or in front of a customer or on a door, um, actually, um, you know, doing sales, then you're not doing what's going to get you paid. You're losing your company money. And so the whole idea behind what I was doing, um, it was just seemed like a big waste of time. So I ended up quitting that job. Um, so that I could pursue uh, building a sales technology platform like a CRM with all the other things and applications and tools and utilities that I needed inside of it so that I could have a singular one place to go to make phone calls, shoot off a text, write up an email, check some analytics, generate some leads, enrich some customer data so I don't have to spend time doing homework. And so um, when I had that idea, that's when like, that's, that's the crossroads, right? Where you're like, man, I'm making really good money. Should I jump off this entrepreneurial cliff? And I decided, uh, because I've always been a, a risk taker, um, I've never really failed at anything that I've really tried hard for. Um, I wanted to jump off the cliff. And so I jumped off the cliff, created this product. And two and a half years later now, I, or so, uh, here we are with, with Sales Domination System, a super powerful tool that I personally use every day. My team uses every single day. And the, the hundreds of customers that we have use every single day. So um, I'm, I'm thrilled to be living the life that I live, regardless of uh, being in a startup or not. That was one of the things I really wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And to me, I think that's really impressive that you were able to take that leap of faith, even though you were making good money, but then you still decided to, you know, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and do what I want to do. And I mean, when you did this, like, did you see immediate success with the sales domination system? <laughs> no, no. I mean, literally, I, I create I create sales domination system. And, and by the way, it's a business. And so um, for people that are like, yeah, I'm just going to go start a business, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Um, not only do you have to create the product or the service that you're going to be selling, you have to figure out how to link it up to a credit card processor. And then you got to figure out how to get people the, the product and deliver it. And then what's that user experience going to look like? And how do you onboard people? And And by the way, when somebody has a um, in technology, we sell software. So obviously, while building it out, there's glitches, there's bugs. Some products aren't really developed all the way yet. And people are scratching their head wondering where, when those things are going to be delivered. And you're not entirely sure because it's software and putting a deadline on something doesn't actually get anything done quicker. You just kind of have to be patient. And so no, at, for the first, um, you know, six months or so, like literally, this was miserable. It was really difficult um, people didn't want to pick up the phone. Um, the thing that I'm most thankful for is my social media audience. Um, luckily, I have a, I'm blessed and grateful enough to have a pretty decent sized uh, organic audience that know, like, and trust me. And so um, being able to use social media and leverage that did make it a little bit easier because there were people out there that are like, dude, I know Jordan Stupar. I know his reputation. I know his background. I know that if he puts his name on a product, um, it, it, it's going to be able to deliver value. And so um, by no means did that really make things easy. But at the exact same time, um, I'm really grateful that things were easier because of, uh, of the background and the reputation I've uh, branded myself with over the past couple of years. Yeah. And so when you started your business, like, did you ever have doubts that like, man, this isn't going to work? Like, did you ever have doubts? That you, and like, did you ever want to go back to your original job? I mean, I've never wanted to go back to that original job. Um, there was a million reasons why I resigned. Um, yeah. However, yeah, like almost on a daily basis, like we were talking on that first question, like what gets you out of bed in the morning? Like 
there's been a lot of mornings. I would say the majority of them throughout that first initial six months or so, I didn't want to get out of bed, dude. I did not want to come into the office. I did not want to um, even approach my day, like literally had to peel myself out of bed and like go into the office and, and, and continue figuring things out. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it's, it was, it, it still is quite difficult. I mean, we're still in the marketplace, a hyper-competitive marketplace with people that have been, been around for years and we're competing against those folks and uh, people don't really know us yet. Like we're, you know, we're not a, we're not super popular. I'm not, we're not a household name. We don't have massive advertising budgets like uh, some of these other folks. So um, no, I've never wanted to go back. Um, but yes, of course, like anybody, like I've spent a good chunk of time sitting at my desk, staring at the ceiling, wondering how this thing is going to work out and if I should just fold it up, pack up and, 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 and go, you know, sell, sell Porsches or something like there, those, those are things that are always floating through my head. And in fact, I think it's a healthy thing if those things are floating in your head. I don't think anybody's like impervious or bulletproof to, uh, to, to doubt. And so it's just something that you have to continue overcoming on a daily basis. Yeah. And to me, I think that's awesome how you just overcome that and are able to just keep on going with what you want to do. And that mindset is so powerful. I think a lot of people don't even have that mindset going through their daily lives, but I mean, you have it. So Um, how has social media platforms impacted your business? Because I know you post a lot on like Instagram and stuff. So how has that impacted your business overall? Yeah. So kind of referencing, you know, the, that other question or when I was talking about um, social media, I mean, the social media has, I mean, it it basically was 99% of the, the first uh, dollars that came into this business, Um, building the brand again, the reputation, kind of being the sales guy. And then kind of, kind of, it was, it was actually really difficult because, I'm really into sales, obviously, and people kind of look for my content um, to, you know, handle objections or like those sales techniques. And so having to kind of take that that brand and kind of stretch it out a little bit into sales technology and CRM. And I'm still kind of trying to figure out the sweet spot on that. Um, but the, the idea is to just pump out a bunch of content. So um, I actually have a YouTube video dropping today on why anybody should be creating more content. I'm again, super grateful and and super lucky to have an audience like on Instagram or on LinkedIn or on Facebook where I can pop up uh, a live and, you know, 20 or 40 people jump on and they start asking questions about what I'm doing. And um, I'm just super lucky that I was able to have uh, people in that top of the funnel that, you know, would give me their email address or give me their phone number or wanted to take a look at the product that we built. So I think social media, um, you know, like Gary Vee, I'm a a fan of his and and what he preaches in regards to content and social media, it's completely underpriced attention. And so if you don't have an ad budget, and most of you don't, okay, not a lot of people have $100,000 a month to go blow up on paid ads. So you have to be really creative with the content that you make. It has to be extremely valuable and it has to be like uber consistent. You can't just do like, hey, here's my here's my blog once a week. Take that blog and turn it into a vlog and then post that on YouTube and then take that 10 minute running video that you have, chop it up, one minute video for uh, for Instagram, a three, four minute long video for, for LinkedIn or Facebook. And so um, social media is like, 
ridiculously important to me because it is the cornerstone of the beginning of our business. Now, of course, we do run some ads. And of course, I have a sales team that's going to be, you know, pumping out some phone calls and getting in touch with folks and making some noise. Um, but again, if you're making those cold calls and maybe somebody isn't really interested or they hang up on you or something, but they get that little thing in their their head, they're like, man, you know, like, what was that that guy calling me from, from sales domination system? One of the things that they're probably going to do is jump onto Google and type in sales domination system. And what I want to do, my responsibility, or at least one of them, is to make sure that there's a ton of content out there surrounding not only sales domination system, but the folks that actually run it so that the next time maybe we give that person a call, they'd be more inclined to take a look at us or um, drop into our sales funnel. And so uh, I highly encourage people to to make content. I don't care if it's a podcast like this one. Obviously, you're, you're doing something here to build up your own brand. You're grabbing guests that you know, have maybe an audience that, you know, you can kind of do a little bit of uh, transfer with. And so, yeah, social media and, and branding and content creation is is uh, near the top of my list every single day of things to do. Yeah, definitely. And you said before about being consistent with posting ads on like on Instagram. So I'm just wondering, like, how often do you post ads on Instagram? Like, is it multiple times a day or like one time a day or um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily call all of them ads. Um, I don't really sponsor any posts. In fact, I sponsored one post, um, probably a couple of days ago and, you know, it was like a three day thing just to kind of, just kind of play with the, the, the idea there. So I don't, I don't really do much paid advertising on Instagram. Um, and I don't do a lot of like pitching either. Um, what I do is I try to, and again, I'm still really trying to dial this in, but I'm trying to use the kind of the behind the scenes. Um, I'm trying to kind of use a little bit more of a, a sales techniques and like, here's how you can like, um, you know, uh, figure out how to overcome objections that you might not be hearing. I'm trying to provide a bunch of value and then literally kind of backdoor the product. And, and, and by the way, if you know, if you are interested in maybe an easier way to do this, or you are interested in replacing your CRM, I just do a soft little, a soft little uh, pitch there to take action. Um, probably one of every 15 or 20 posts is that direct, like, dude, how come you haven't called me yet? How come you haven't clicked on the link yet? Today's the day, go ahead and do that. But again, that's that's really not the majority of my of my content. What I like to do is, uh, is go for awareness and engagement. And then uh, after I've provided people with value, uh, kind of go in for the ask. Okay. So if people want to like start their own business, like how much money would you recommend that they spend on advertisement and stuff on social media? Um, really, it depends on how much money you have. Um, if you have no money, um, I would recommend picking up the phone. That's the, that's the free version of, of, of advertising is you just calling and trying to get in people's faces. Um, if you have a bunch of money, um, before you spend it on marketing, I'd probably line up a marketing campaign and an actual strategy and also identify your audience. Um, you're going to want to figure out um, who your audience is. You're going to have to figure out where they are, and then you're going to have to find out what they want and then give it to them. So for instance, Instagram, it's not the best place for me. It's just one of the places that I utilize for uh, content because there are buyers on there. There are people that will be interested. And at the very least, I can build an audience uh, that 
later on I can I can kind of sell to you. But for me specifically, like LinkedIn, that's ideal. I pitch business owners, VPs, executives, entrepreneurs. And so if I'm trying to place paid traffic in front of somebody, I want to make sure it's in front of the right people that are be uh, most adept to buying. And then, of course, what I need to identify then, now that I've figured out my audience, now that I've figured out that they're on LinkedIn, what I've got to do is figure out what these people want. And so that's the thing that I'm, I'm constantly tweaking. What's getting the most engagement? What's getting the most likes? What's getting the most comments? And then can and then consistently continue dropping more of that content. And so um, if you're starting a business, um, really before you spend the money, answer those three questions first. Who's your audience? Where is your audience? Are they on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they um, in email? Are they where, where are they? And then figure out what they want. What type of content do they want to engage in? And then create a plan to give it to them. Okay. Yeah. Now, I know you um, you posted about this on your Instagram about people being indecisive. And just so people on my podcast listening can hear this, how can people stop being indecisive about decisions in their life? People are indecisive about decisions because they don't want to make a mistake. There's nothing worse than, than – uh, then looking back and saying, dude, you know, I wasted my time there or man, I bought the wrong car and it cost me extra money or maybe I didn't spend enough on the car and I really wish I would have upgraded to that, that next package. And people do this all the time where they're weighing the benefits and the drawbacks yeah. of different decisions. And by the way, every decision comes with benefits and drawbacks. I think one of the skills that I've, I've developed over the last couple of years is to understand the pluses and the minuses of doing just about anything. Like I could just as easily not come to work today and I could go golfing or just sleep or do whatever. There's, yeah. there's benefits to that, right? If I go golfing, I might reduce my stress or I might just enjoy the day. But at the exact same time, the drawback is I lose momentum um, inside my business where if I come into the business, dude, I'm building momentum. That's the that's the the benefit. The drawback is is I don't go get to, I don't get to go and do the thing the other things that I might uh, enjoy. And so, indecision comes from people spending too much time not identifying or being aware of all of the benefits and all of the drawbacks that come with making a decision. And so um, and so, if you want to stop being indecisive, the thing is, is to just identify and recognize that the faster you're able to make a decision, the faster you're able to enjoy the benefits or learn a lesson from the drawbacks. Um, there's no point in sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and thinking and thinking and thinking. It's not going to help you get anything done. It, yeah. like The only way to get things done is to get things done. And so um, you know, I would just recommend don't be indecisive. Um, just take action and understand you know, there's going to be drawbacks. There's going to be benefits to, to everything that you do. So um, more often than not, I'm, I'm down to learn a lesson. If I lose money, if I lose a friendship or a relationship with a girl I like or whatever, like that's cool. I learned lessons throughout that. And so I, I try to tie all the drawbacks into lessons that I can use later in life to uh, become wise over time and, and be able to make the right decisions. Okay. So basically you just got to make the decision and whatever happens, happens. And eventually you'll learn lessons from it. So it can't really hurt you that much is what you're saying. It, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. I mean, people don't want to learn lessons. I don't get that. And people, yeah. you know, that you're going to continue facing the same problems in your life if you don't learn a lesson from it. 
you you'll be able to overcome a specific issue in your life when you finally learn the lesson that comes along with it. And so the most brilliant people, the most successful people aren't people that are just smarter than you. These are people that only had to learn a lesson once. And so in my life, there's several things in business that I only have to learn one time. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I need to I need to create a process in place so that this never happens again. In personal relationships, it's like here maybe I need to learn a lesson a couple of times and I end up in a b- bunch of a string of bad relationships that are more or less the same. And so you need to be identifying with the problems that you're actually having in your life and how frequently they're happening to you because once you actually overcome the problem you and you actually learn your lesson that problem won't exist anymore if that makes sense yeah absolutely so you just got to deal with it and then learn from it basically so that's it I, I was actually stalking your instagram a little bit and um i looked i like the one post about you saying like what to do when you're young broke and single so what do you do when you're young broke and single if you're young, broken, single, you need to cut out relationships from your life, like the the, the girlfriend boyfriend relationships. Like literally, that was a, that, just last to the last question. I didn't learn my lesson for years. I dated a bunch of girls. I was completely broke. I couldn't provide them with um, the entertainment, the lifestyle, the date night, the pair of shoes, the gift, the attention that I really needed to give them in order to make that that relationship successful. Look, at the end of the day. This goes for girls and guys, uh, but more from the guy's perspective because I'm not a girl. I can't speak to the <laughs> values of a woman. Yeah. But I do know for boys out there. Look, if you're if you're not making money, you're young and you're 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 single. Like you don't need to be on Tinder every day. Why not actually pull up LinkedIn? Start making some connections there with some people that actually will buy your product or your service. And so. Um, you know, on my Instagram page there, I made a big, long YouTube video about it too, is I spent 17 months, man, as like a monk, like no texts, no, no, no Tinder dates, no, no nothing. And I just, I went into the office every day and started calling on people, um, that had money. And then I started stacking that money and sooner or later, boom, like literally 17 months later, I'm in the top 1% of all income earners. And no, it didn't matter if I spent 500 bucks on dinner. No, it didn't matter if I ended up buying somebody a bag. It didn't matter if I wanted to go on a weekend trip to New York City and stay in a nice hotel. Like those things just didn't matter because I was making a bunch of money. And so I think if you're in a relationship, I'm not saying that all women, you know, are like gold diggers or like trying to be around people that like are, are balling. Um, you know, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that life and relationships are a lot easier if you're not constantly bickering or arguing about money. Like money is one of the things that can hold back a lot of relationships because money just gives you options. If I don't feel like working on a Friday and I and I hit up my girlfriend or whatever and I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's jump on a plane uh, and let's go to Charleston this weekend and just and kind of just get off the grid a little bit and do like a little reset. Like if you don't have money, you don't have that option. And if you don't have any money, like you can't go out to dinner, you can't go see a movie. And so like, I just want to encourage anybody out there. Like I've been there and done that right now in my own life. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a relationship and I'm not actively looking for anything right now because I know that my time is best well spent right now getting my business and taking all the chaos of creating a business and employing people and developing processes and 
pitching customers and jumping on podcasts and making my own podcast and doing a YouTube channel and doing all of the things that I know I need to do, I don't have time right now to to invest into a relationship, um, even if I wanted one or if somebody wanted one with me, I, I, I don't have that time right now. I might be making a couple of bucks. I might be able to afford to do a couple of things. But right now, my, my, my biggest issue is the amount of time that it would take to invest into a successful relationship. The things that you have in your life are a direct reflection of the energy, the time, and the money that you invest in them. And so I know having a girlfriend right now is going to cost me time. If I want to go out to dinner or go on a trip or go on a date, whatever, it's going to cost me time. If I'm sitting across from them at dinner or I'm with them, they're going to want my attention. And of course, I'm a little bit old fashioned. I don't like to go Dutch. If I'm at dinner, I'm paying for dinner. If I'm taking you on a trip, I'm paying for the trip. And so all of those things right now are things that I'm being selfish with. I want to invest them into me. I want to invest them into my employees. I want to invest them into product development. I want to invest them into paying for office uh, space. I want to be able to uh, take that money, that time and attention and turn it into customers so that customers later on I can start buying back a little bit more of my time, if that makes sense as well. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because me personally, I live my life these with these five things in order to be happy. It's, to me, it's faith, health, wealth, love, and happiness. And so to me, like you got to have that wealth before you have that love because how many marriages get broken up because of financial situations that aren't really well like within the family? And so to me, that's just how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Financial stress will, will tear a relationship apart. And and again, just to over overcorrect, um, money isn't everything in a relationship. Of course, it would be it'd be great to be broke and find somebody yeah. um, that would be happy living with you in a shoebox. But it, it's really just a matter of time before that person is tired of eating the same food at, in the shoebox. Sooner or later, yeah, yeah. you're gonna want something nice. Um, because one of the best ways to show affection and be thoughtful is by purchasing something or going out of your way to to do something. And so, again, if, if you're young, broken, single, um, I would, again, I would double down on the resources that you do have, which is time. And I would spend that time creating some type of uh, financial independence that you can then in turn use in your relationship and share it with. Yeah, Absolutely. And so I know that, I mean, you're basically living the dream right now. You, you're an entrepreneur. You have your own business. I mean, you have a Porsche. And so I was just wondering, um, are you living the life now that you imagined as a child? No, not not at all. Not at all. Um, the life I wanted, when I was a, an adolescent, what I what I really wanted to do, um, when, I, when, when, I was a, when I was a kid, the thing that I really wanted to do the most is be a musician. And so when I was uh, 15 or so, you know, I saw um, I saw a bunch of girls at high school all surrounding like this tree. Like I'm talking like 20, 30 girls uh, in high school. I'm a freshman. I'm very impressionable. And I'm like, dude, why are there all these women surrounded uh, surrounding a tree? And so I kind of walk over and I see two dudes playing acoustic guitars. And I'm like, well, obviously, this is the best way to, to get a girl to like you is you have to play music. And by the way, I've always enjoyed music. I played piano when I was a kid. I played trumpet, but guitar was the thing, obviously, that I needed in order to, to get women to like me. And so I picked up a guitar. I started taking it ridiculously uh, serious. Um, I put in my 10,000 hours for sure. 
Um, and I started getting good at that thing. And so I started pursuing a music career and I started writing songs. I was in a band. Um, things were, I mean, not exactly good. It's not like you make a bunch of money going around and playing open mics or, yeah. or uh, getting 400 bucks for a show. Um, and so, I mean, I mean, there was that. And then from there, you know, it's just like, you know, you, you just, um, I wanted to be a rock star, dude. And I didn't ever fully intend on being a business owner or an entrepreneur or a salesperson. In fact, I remember telling my dad, I looked him square in the face when I was like 17. I was like, dad, I will never, ever be like you. I'll never wear a suit. I'm not going to be going into an office every single day. I'm not going to be being a salesperson or anything like that. I'm not going to be anything like you. 10 years later, I'm exactly like you. I'm wearing a suit every day, going into an office. I'm a salesperson. And so um, as I started getting good at sales, um, obviously the the very first goal for me was to obtain a Porsche. Um, ever, Ever since before wanting to be a musician, I've always wanted a Porsche 911. And so um, when I obtained that, that's kind of like where I was like, okay, I made it. Um, but now really stepping back and looking at the full vision and the full scope of what my life could look like, I am, I'm at literally the ground floor of, uh, of where it is that I, I, I want to be. And so wow. I think as we grow up and I think as we make money and I think as we start becoming the people that we want to be, um, I think you'll realize really quickly that you're not living the life that, that you want to be. So I'm, you might look at my Instagram and be like, damn, that boy is blessed. Truth yeah. is I, I just, I'm at the ground floor of what it is that I actually want to do. I'm just getting started. Yeah. Well, you work very hard to get there too. So, I mean, but that's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you found your calling in sales. So I'm just wondering, how did you know that you were meant to be in sales? Cause I know a lot of people, especially teenagers, like we're about to go to college and stuff. And we have no clue what we want to do with our life. So like, how did you know that that was your calling? Uh, I didn't ever, I think the moment that I knew sales was going to be my thing uh, was when I made my first uh, sale uh, going door to door. Um, Before that, I was working at Chili's. I ended up getting fired. That's its own story. Um, (laughs) And I ended up on Craigslist. I ended up getting a door to door sales job and, um, at Chili's, I was making like 20, maybe 30 bucks every every day. Like, you know, I'd work the lunches and then I'm done for the day. And yeah. so um, the first sale I ever made, I made 225 bucks. And I was like, damn, wow. I just made 225 bucks in a half hour. Um, the whole, and that's where it kind of became real to me that like, dude, all I got to do is learn how to do this like three, four, five, ten 10 times a day and make that money. And like, this could be a thing for me. And I, I think from there, um, I got that first sale and that's when like, that's when the needle got in the arm and I became an addict. Okay. So you got that taste of it and then you're like, oh man, this is what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. I was, and I didn't know exactly what type of sales. I didn't know. Um, it, it never, it, it did, I knew it. I didn't even think it was going to be my career, but it was like, dude, I just got to get good at like, I just got to get good at talking to people and like get that confidence up. And so that's what I had my attention on. And then um, you know, that, that's, that's kind of when you just, you just get kind of addicted. You don't might not, you might not have like a clear path of like your career or something, but, um, that's when I got addicted. And that's when I was like, dude, I, I, I like this cause I like making money. So, yeah. Um, I just have one more question for you. So if you could give advice to like teens and people in their early twenties to be successful in the future, what would you tell them? 
I would tell them that, look, literally your whole life is ahead of you. If you're in school and you hate it, drop out. I dropped out of college because I hated it. I didn't feel like it was valuable. It was 2008. The economy was tanking. I didn't want to take on more debt. So I never had student debt. Um, If you're young, um, you don't have to do what society tells you to do. You don't have to do the school thing, then go get a good job, set up a 401k and like every year get like a 2% raise. And like, you know, you don't have to settle down when you're 22 and find a girl and make her your wife and then start having kids as a young as a young man, you don't have to do those things. You can do literally whatever you want to do. I was in Chattanooga uh, last week, uh, to th- last week, literally today, um, and I was sitting across from this girl who had been on The Voice. Um, I think she won it. She had like toured with like Blake Shelton, and like wow. her contract for her recording career, like it hit a brick wall. And then all of a sudden, like she put some, apparently the story is she put some chickens in a bathtub, videotaped it, threw it onto like Facebook or something. And the thing got like 16 million views. It just went like straight viral. And so like literally for a living, she makes tons of money making content. And I was watching her on Instagram last night. She's like, dude, I'm blessed. I get to be me every day. I get to do what I want to do every day. As, as silly or as stupid as that might sound, that's real, dude. She was making like 30, 40, 50 grand a month. And so if you're young and and you're, you're, you're not thinking that school is like the best fit for you, you're, you are entrepreneurial and you want to make a better lemonade stand, go out and do it. Like if you want to make a YouTube channel, start just pressing record. Like don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to move backwards. Don't be afraid of... Of, of bad comments on your Instagram post because whatever, the lighting was bad. The first things that you do when you're young are going to suck. You're going to suck at it. My video content right now is going to suck compared to what it's going to be and is light years beyond what it was uh, two and a half years ago when I started ve- editing my own videos. Those videos suck. I'll probably never repost them. I'll probably never um, sponsor them or promote them because they suck. And so everything that you do, if you're picking up the guitar for the first time, you're going to suck ass at it. The first time that you uh, record um, a podcast, it's probably going to suck. The first time that you uh, drop a video onto YouTube on your makeup channel or how to, uh, how to, you know, do woodworking is going to suck. And so you just have to get over the thing that, oh man, I don't want to do something that sucks. Everything that you do for the first time is going to suck. If you're getting into sales, the first time you knock a door, you're going you're gonna to suck. The first time you make a cold call on the phone to an executive, you're going to suck. Um, there's just no way around it. So I think the, the basis, the fundamental basis of what holds younger people back is, oh, I don't want to suck. Truth yep. is, you're going to suck um, because – you just you haven't put in the hours, you haven't practiced, you haven't done the things necessary to be good at your craft. And so that's why school is such a great fallback for youngsters. Um, they want to go back to school or they stay in school longer than they, they need to because it's kind of what they're supposed to do. And, and okay, if I sit in class, I can get B's or A's or C's or whatever. And so it's kind of acceptable. But as far as uh, doing your own thing and finding your own path, don't be afraid to suck. Just go out and do it. Awesome. Yeah, and I just want to thank you for being like an entrepreneur 
And it really is inspirational because people like you make me realize that, you know what, the American dream still is alive and you can still do whatever you want in this great country. So I just want to thank you again for that. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to say? And uh, what's your Instagram account if people want to reach out and find you? Yep. So if you're on a, uh, if you're on Insta or just about anywhere, you guys can all find me uh, at Jordan Stupar, S-T-U-P-A-R. Um, I'm super active on uh, on Instagram, on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, um, just about anywhere where you're at. I'll be there. Um, I'm constantly trying to uh, make uh, content that is uh, original, that's thoughtful, insightful, and valuable. So um, whatever it is that you're trying to do, you can basically apply um, anything that I talk to. And I'm just here to, um, to, to just do what I do. I'm just here doing me. And I'm just trying to showcase it out there for anybody else that is interested in doing them. Um, and so that's where you can find me. And by the way, I'm super approachable. Drop me a message. Shoot me a DM. Um, I'll send you probably a video response or something and I'll try to help you or provide you with value in any way that I can. Yep. All right. There you have it guys. Jordan Stupar. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks. Will. appreciate your time, man. No way that we go is a one way street. Nothing that we love is a one day key. And if we gon' do it, we gon' do this now. And if we say we gonna, we gon' hold this down. No way Say we gonna, we gonna hold it.